0: the foyer, it would be great if you can make your way in, bring your coffee, bring your cup of tea in, good morning on Resurrection Sunday, yeah, very, very exciting, very exciting. We had a, a very special time on Friday morning together, how many of you were here on Friday morning? Yeah, quite a few of you. It was really special, wasn't it? The reading of the Scripture and communion together, and today we're going to to receive communion together also. So I want to start this morning by carrying on from the Scripture that was read on Friday morning. So we basically left off with... Jesus died on the cross. And I am always so thankful that I live on this side of the cross because I have hope. I know what's coming. I know that Sunday is coming. But who knows how they felt? Did they have hope? How were they feeling at that time? So Jesus body was put into the tomb and the Pharisees wanted that tomb sealed they they didn't want any chance of Jesus rising from the dead so they asked for that tomb to be sealed and there were guards placed by the tomb and I want to read to you from Matthew chapter 28 verses 1 to 9 early on Sunday morning. As the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake. Can you imagine it? An earthquake. Who knows what rectus scale it was, but there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. Wow, his face shone like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the woman, "'Don't be afraid,' he said. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is not here. He has risen from the dead, just as He said would happen. Come see where His body was lying. And now go quickly and tell His disciples that He has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I've told you." So the woman ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened. I think I would be frightened too. An angel with a face shining like lightning. A great earthquake. They were frightened, but also they were filled with great joy and they rushed to give the disciples the angels' message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to Him, grasped His feet, and worshipped Him. Wow, Jesus is alive. Jesus is risen. Death could not hold Him. Jesus is risen. Thank you, Jesus. Would you stand with me? Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that death could not hold you. Thank you, Jesus, that you rose from the dead. Thank you, Jesus, that you conquered death. You conquered that for us. You you made a way for us to live in relationship with our heavenly Father. Thank you, Father, that you love us so much that you sent your Son, Jesus. Thank you that we live in victory today. I declare victory over this place, over every life today. Thank you, Jesus, for incredible victory in you, for a relationship with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you came, that we get to live with you, an intimate relationship every single day. Thank you for your presence with us here right now. We celebrate what took place 2,000 plus years ago. We celebrate what took place. And we thank you and we receive the the incredible victory today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Let's celebrate this morning. Thank you, team. Here
1: we go. I was lost with a broken heart You picked me up, now I'm set apart. From the ash, I am born again Forever safe in the Savior's hand You are more than my words could say I follow you, love for all my dying Fix my eyes, follow in your way Forever free, in unending great Cause you are because you are, you are, you are my freedom. Free is to I am, is to I give you, are, you your love, you love, you love, never ending. In the midst of the darkest night Let your love be the shining light Break the chains that were holding me You sent your son down and set me free And everything of this world will fade I'm pressing on till I see your face I believe that you will be done Now I'll stop to your kingdom 'Cause you are, 'cause you are, you are, you are my freedom. Feel it, you it, feel it, feel it, feel it, love, you're love, you're love never. God this morning, yeah? Come on. Praise you, Lord. Because you are. Because you are. What a glorious day, what a glorious day that you have saved. Happy day, happy day, you washed my sin away. Oh, happy day, happy day, I'll never feel the same. Oh, happy day, happy day, you washed my sin away. Oh, happy day, happy day, I'll never be the same. With oh, day, day, You, Lord, forever. I'll never be the same. Never be the same. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God.
0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Forever we are changed because of you. Thank you, Jesus. It is indeed a happy day give you all praise and all glory today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Woo! So good to celebrate, isn't it? This is the celebration of all celebrations. Yeah. I forgot to say, I can come down and party in the middle here if you want, so you want to do that later on. It's good to party. He made a way for each one of us. He is absolutely crazy about each one of you and me. Awesome, thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Welcome to Activate today on Easter Sunday, Easter weekend. It's great to have you with us. If you're here with us for the first time, we give you a special welcome great to have you with us today. If you haven't already picked up a welcome pack on your way in, we'd love you to grab one on the way out. There's some white bags just at the table at the back there, or also on the right-hand side as you go into the foyer. And they do have a coffee card inside too. We'd love you to fill out your details so we can get to know you and you get to re- redeem that for a coffee afterwards. Thank you, baristas. Aren't the baristas amazing? Thank you. I think we might have some hot crust buns too. Yeah. (laughs) It's always good, isn't it? Fantastic. Well, I think we need to celebrate some birthdays. If if you haven't already had chocolate, then we're going to have some more chocolate if you've had a birthday or a wedding anniversary in this past week. And I, I, I remember there were some... I remember seeing a couple of wedding anniversaries. Is that Herbert and Jane? 30 years, wasn't it? Yes. Fantastic. Awesome. And Darren and Ange, was it 20 years, was it? 20? Yes. Yes, and more. Yes, it's a wedding anniversary. Are you all no. used to weddings? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Twenty-four? Twenty-four years? Eight years. And how many years, Ron and Gail? Forty-six! Come on! Woo! And birthdays! And birthdays too! Fantastic, isn't that great? Awesome, all these wedding anniversaries doing romantic things this Easter weekend. I hope. <laughs> okay, church, let's, let's stand and let's pray blessing upon these wonderful people this morning. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity, purpose, and protection over them this year activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Congratulations. Fantastic. The the Thai missions team are uh, at the airport maybe, on their way to the airport. They're flying out uh, at around lunchtime-ish, I think it was today. So Sheridan got to see, you saw them in the car park meeting this morning and got to pray with them, so that was that was great. So God, be with them right now. Thank you, God, for all the excitement within them, and thank you, God for what you're going to do in and through them in Thailand. Fantastic. And also the youth, a lot of the youth are at Easter camp this weekend, so they made it there and and hopefully keeping dry-ish beautiful out there right now, isn't it? Yeah. So thank you, Lord, for what you are doing there with them this weekend. Yes, very good. Well, tonight we have got our dinner together. Tonight, 6pm. So come and join us for dinner. It's a nice casual dinner that may include chicken and buns and the the traditional, it's, it's not KFC, okay? So if any of you are getting, I know Owen was just like, <gasps> is it not KFC this time, but it is chicken and bun. So <laughs> it's an, yeah, it'd be great. Have dinner together six o'clock tonight. Uh, we have catered for you. Hopefully we've catered enough, but here we have. <laughs> we have catered. So it's a gold coin donation. It'd be great to have dinner together, won't it? On Easter Sunday. And kids, the um, the kids leaders and teachers are having a well-deserved break today. If you are a kids leader teacher here today, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, give them a great big hand. You're amazing. We love you so much. But kids, we do have some activity sheets for you. So what you can do is you can grab, pick up an activity sheet at the back there, bring it back to whoever you came to, Church with this morning, and you get to enjoy doing whatever those are. You can show me later whatever you did on your activity sheet during the message. And plus, we would like you to count a word that Pastor Sheridan is going to be speaking later. So, if you would like to count the word light, okay? Guardians, parents, if they're missing that right now because they're getting their sheets. The word light, they can count how many times Pastor Sheridan says the word light. And then Jim would like to know that afterwards, you get to go and see her at the back afterwards and she's got a little treat for you afterwards. If you can tell her how many times Pastor Sheridan says the word light. That will be interesting, won't it? Great. Adults, if you want to count that too, Okay. (laughs) Okay. We're going to celebrate with communion. Isn't that great? Yes. So what I would like you to do is give Pastor Ray, a huge hand as he comes, and shares with us around communion.
2: Well, good morning, church. How are we doing? Good, great to see you on Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. Isn't it wonderful? He is risen. Wow. It's pretty good. Should we do it again? He is risen. Wow. Marvelous. Let's think about dinner tonight, Janet. It sounds really good. Chicken and buns and cold slaw. Where's Owen? The KFC's coming. It's coming, on It's coming. I want to share three words with you this morning. They are remember, reflect, and respond. You know, I can just imagine for the disciples on the first night of Passover that Jesus was crucified and when He took the bread and the wine and broke the bread and shared the wine. And then they were convinced and confounded and bewildered and absolutely broken that Jesus had died and all their dreams were shattered at that moment. And they would have been absolutely lost. As the scriptures say, they were like sheep without a shepherd, scattered, lost, bewildered, broken, just confounded. Couldn't understand what on earth was happening. And of course, Easter Sunday comes with the resurrection and I'm sure they're still bewildered. I'm sure they're excited, and but just not quite sure what to think or how to make sense of things. But it's great that we're two thousand years on, and I'm sure for the early um, church, as they looked at communion, they would have looked at it through the eyes of the resurrection. And truly, it was a celebration to look at these emblems of the bread and of the wine, knowing that Jesus had risen. And risen indeed. Jesus says, Remember me. And to remember is to recall or an account of a time, a place, an event, or a person, and it invokes a response within us. And we can remember things that happened years ago, and we can feel those feelings right now. In fact, our sense of smell is very powerful to invoke memory. When I smell the herb rosemary, Instantly my mind goes to the time That when Wendy was cooking a roast lamb Smelled beautiful Absolutely fantastic And this rosemary scent was in the kitchen in the house I just had one problem I was fasting And I was confronted with this thing Am I going to break my fast And enjoy a nice roast lamb meal Or am I going to keep fasting I can't remember what I did That's the honest truth I can't. Wendy probably could tell you. Sheridan saying, "Yes, yeah, sure." But things invoke a memory, and as we participate of this bread and these emblems, Jesus is inviting us to remember what his sacrifice was all about. And it's very easy to misinterpret or have something lost in translation about Jesus' death and resurrection. I want to read you to you from Isaiah chapter 53, <clears throat> verses 4. And it says, Yet it was our weaknesses He carried, it was our sorrows that weighed Him down, and we thought His troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for His own sins. Isn't it amazing as Jesus was on the cross, people just so, rather than seeing what it was for, misinterpreted, got it lost in translation what was really happening some of you know the story I've, I've shared it several times before but I know there's a lot of people that wouldn't know it I was overseas ordering a meal with a friend of mine and the waiter said to me which table and for Amil and I said it's this table and she said again which table and I said it's this table and she said quite indignantly which table I said it's this table And my mate leaned over. She's saying, is that vegetables? I got lost in translation. And the people in Jesus' day got lost in translation what the cross was all about. And we can look back and say, well, maybe that wouldn't happen to us. I'm not so sure. So when we come around communion today, I'm going to ask as you come, ask the Lord to give you understanding A fresh perspective, a fresh revelation of communion for you today. And reflect on that. I think of these words that Jesus said. He said seven statements on the cross. The last, second to last one was, it is finished. And Jesus is saying, my earthly assignment is over. It's finished. And what a relief that would have been for him. But he's saying that our way of coming before God in terms of the Old Testament, the Old Covenant... That is finished. But he's also inviting us personally to say, we're finished with living our own way. We're going to live Jesus' way. We're finished with looking at perspective from our own view. We want to look at it from Jesus' way. We're finished with sin, finished with oppression, finished. It is finished. Those words become our words. Isn't that great? To absolutely reflect on as Jesus said, it is finished. What in your life today that you need to say, it is finished? What is it that you need to say, Lord, today it's finished? Maybe it's an attitude around selfishness. I need to say, it's finished. Because that's what Jesus has died for, He's died for our sins. We need to clearly understand and interpret what that is all about. But the good news is that he rose again. The good news is that on this side of the cross, we can live in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Isn't that awesome? Do you know, I can imagine Father God, there's not a lot written in the scripture, uh, the scripture about how Father God felt. You know, we hear the seven statements of Jesus on the cross, but we don't hear what the Father is saying. But I can just imagine this. His father being incredibly delighted with his son, but his father being filled with such passion, going, oh, I'm going to get my son. And there's nothing in this universe that's going to stop my son coming out of that grave. Isn't that awesome? And the power of the Holy Spirit went into the grave and lifted Jesus out of it. And that he could declare, I am risen. I am risen. The Apostle Paul said it like this in Galatians 2.20. It's no longer that I that lives, but Christ who lives in me. And I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Isn't that awesome? And so as we participate of communion today, I want to draw, draw us to the final words that Jesus said in Matthew 26. verse 26. And while they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Father, we thank you for sending Jesus. And Jesus, we thank you that you came, that you were there on the cross, you hung on the cross and gave up your life that we might have life and life to the full. And we thank you, Jesus, that you no longer hang on the cross but that you're risen. You're risen indeed. And you're seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession for every one of us. And so, Father, as we come around this table today, Jesus, as we come around your table, as we Participate of these emblems. May we also reflect and respond to the greatest miracle that's ever happened, that Jesus rose again. And may your resurrection power pulsate through every one of us. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. I'm going to invite you, church, to come out to the front and share communion. Pastor Sheridan and Jan are going to distribute and also Lance is going to help me to distribute the emblems on this side. And So if you'd like to hop out of your seat and come forward and um, go back to your seat and participate or take off the emblems in your own time. So thank you, church. Thank you that, Lord, we're together as one body. Thank you, Jesus, that your body was broken for us. Thank you, Jesus, for this cup that was poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Father, as we eat and drink together as a body, thank you that we're one with you and that your spirit, the spirit of the risen Christ, dwells within each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's eat and drink together.
1: our feet. I just want to encourage you guys, invite some people to, to come into this middle area here. There's this whole space here. You don't have to be stuck in your chairs. You can take a step out and come into this space here. I'm going to sing a new song, but you won't find it hard. the word at the beginning. One with God, the Lord most high. hidden glory in creation now revealed in you, our Christ. What a beautiful name it is. Without us, Jesus, You brought heaven down. My sin was great, Your love was greater. So what could separate us now? What a wonder! death could not hold you. The death could not hold you. The veil tore before you. You silenced the bus. The bus of sin and grace. The heavens are roaring. The praise of your glory. For you were raised to life. Death could not hold you. Death could not hold you, the veil tall before you, your silence symbols of sin and grace. The heavens are roaring, the praise of your glory.
3: It all for us. Absolutely everything. Every you know, spilt his blood, his body was thrashed, beaten. He gave everything for us. And this morning I think the least we can do is to give the biggest thank you that we can muster. What do you reckon? Yeah? I can see some of you are still thinking about that, whether it's a good idea. Let me just tell you, it is a good idea. Come on, let's give Him a massive big praise this morning. Come on. Praise you, Jesus. You have risen. You have risen.
1: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You gave it all for us You rendered your life upon that all great in your love.
3: Easter. Thank you for Easter. Thank you for everything about Easter. We we cringe. We grapple with Friday and the way that Friday looked—the darkness of Friday. But oh, thank goodness we live on this side of the cross and we can see Sunday coming, because we rejoice on Sunday. We praise you on Sunday. We thank you on Sunday that we can know your hope and your grace and your kindness and your mercy. And your love. Thank you, Jesus, that you went to the cross. We will never understand the pain you suffered, the weight you carried. But we thank you. I thank you that by your stripes we're healed. We're made whole. That we're forgiven. That you make us complete. This what I really feel in my spirit to pray for people. If you're suffering, if you're brave enough to put your hand up, if you're suffering with a broken heart or a wounded heart if that's you and you're brave enough to hold your hand up this morning can you hold it up just enough for people around you to see and there's no judgement in this place this morning but I want to pray for you, I want to bless you in Jesus name because you know the cross is about healing our wounds that's what. the reason Jesus went to make us whole to forgive our sins, to connect us with the Father. And I can see a few people holding their hands. If you're around them, can you, just, can you gather around this morning and let's declare God's healing and God's blessing over these ones. Come out of your seats. There's someone around you. Keep your hand If no one's come to you yet, just hold your hand up because people will. Great, fantastic. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would move in this moment. These ones who have had the courage to lift their hands. You are the healer of the broken heart. You are the restorer of hope. Holy Spirit I ask that you would touch these ones right now in Jesus name that you would heal the brokenhearted in Jesus name wounds that might even seem irreparable Holy Spirit breathe on them right now in Jesus name I ask and bring healing bring restoration bring life bring Name,
1: Jesus, name.
3: Thank you for your kindness and your mercy and your grace.
0: Is going to come and bring a prophetic word or song. Yeah. Receive.
3: Every one of us left here today with that imprinted on our spirits. It is finished. Stuff that perhaps you brought in. Just stuff of life. That actually it may be of consequence and it may not be of consequence, but you're carrying it nonetheless. How would it be to leave this place today saying, It is finished? It is finished. Can you shine the light on is the light on that? picture yeah beautiful isn't that a great piece of art Ruth Burton painted that yeah it's pretty cool I think you should give her a hand and as it sits there this morning I really I encourage you to look at it along the way and contemplate the, the thing that's really sticking out to me today and it's only my interpretation of course is the difference between the light and the dark And as I speak this morning, that is something that I would like you to consider light and dark. And so you enjoy that as we continue. Well, Easter marks the greatest celebration of love ever known. Yeah? Yeah? Great. Remember, no nods and winks? Talk back. Talk back. Easter marks the greatest celebration of love ever known. Ever known. And we hear about some weird things around Easter. I was reading in the the paper yesterday about someone trying to make a point that the origins of Easter were some other thing and all this rubbish. Well, who cares what they say? These days, these three days, this weekend is the, the three days as Christians that we mark to celebrate and to remember the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I don't care what people may say the origins are or anything else. That's all I need to know. These three days are the days that we remember and we celebrate the crucifixion and the resurrection of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, our Lord, my Lord, my Lord, Can you say that with me this morning? Jesus Christ. You can do better. Jesus Christ. Christ. Our Lord. Our Lord. Lord. My Lord. He's my Lord. He went to the cross for me and for you and for the entire human race. All people, all time. He hung there so that we can live with hope and freedom in him, so long after the natural event. But we can celebrate Jesus today. It's, or uh, well, Easter is portrayed by many people as an ep- epic battle between good and evil, of light and dark, a titanic battle that was poised to go either way. Well, I totally disagree. It wasn't it was more like the world's best chess player playing a 3-year-old. <laughs> That's what it was more like. There was actually no competition. And so to me Easter is is about darkness and it's about light rather than an epic battle an epic struggle. Now, I think the fact that Jesus went to the cross and went through that as a human is epic. He was doing that as a man. That is epic. It's amazing. But it's about light and it's about dark. Having said that, the Bible clearly says that there was a battle, that there is a battle, and that Jesus won the battle. Won, not winning, won the battle. It's over, it's finished, he did it, he, he's won it. What I don't want you to to leave today, and maybe you came in thinking this way, but I don't want you to go home thinking this way, that it was some titanic struggle between the superpowers. It was like the Batman-Superman movie, you know, where they're trying to take each other out. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like brothers fighting. It wasn't like these two superpowers fighting. It was Jesus Christ taking total victory over the powers of darkness. That's what Easter's about. No ifs, buts, maybes, total, total victory in Jesus' name. As I said, I think the fact that Jesus won the battle as a human is epic, incredible. But there was only ever going to be one winner, only ever. So depending on who you serve today, you're sitting here as a victor or a victim. You're either a victor because he's won on on our behalf, your behalf, Or you're a victim because you were back in the wrong horse, so to speak. Actually, that's a bad example. (laughs) Or you're a victim because you lost. You lost. I pray today that you're a victor. So yes, we have an adversary. Yes, the battle is real. But we fight from a position of strength. We fight from a position of victory. Fight from a position of strength, not from a position of weakness, because we fight from victory, not for victory. That's a huge difference there. We're fighting from a victory that's already been established. We're not fighting for a victory that we're hoping to win, but from victory. Jesus said this, or um, in the book of John 19, it says this: When Jesus had tasted it, this is he's hanging on the cross, and they. Hold the sponge up to him. He said, It is finished. It is finished. He didn't say, This is the end of round one. He didn't say, To be continued. We'll be back next week for the sequel. He said, It is done. Done. Complete. Done. Finished. Finito. In 1 John 4, 4, it says, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. It's talking about false prophets there, but he's saying, the one that is living in you, Jesus, the one who is living in you by his spirit, is greater than the one who is in the world. In other words, he won on the cross that day. He won. He won. If you leave with nothing else today, leave with the absolute assurance that he won. End of story. He won. So Easter is, in essence, for me, it's about light and darkness. The darkness, you know, we saw the darkness on Friday, didn't we? The the tragic events of Easter, the, the way that Jesus was taken, that he was beaten, that he was unjustly tried, and that he was hung on a cross. You look at that whole thing and you go, my goodness, that's a dark situation. It's, it's, It's horrible. It's terrible. There's nothing right about that situation. It's a day of confusion. It's a day of disappointment. It's a day of loss. It's a day of disbelief, a day of bewilderment. Imagine if you were there at that time, trying to walk through that, and you'd forgotten what he said about rising from the dead. It would have been absolute tragedy. We are blessed people to live on this side of the cross where we can look back with clarity. I, um, Matthew 27 verse 50 from verse 50 reads like this and it just, it's really interesting. It's just kind of in there and we skim, skim over it but in the context of confusion, disappointment and everything else it says, Then Jesus shouted out again and he released his spirit. At that moment the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. In other words, a new covenant was ushered in. But then it carries on like this and the, and the wetter people in Wellington would love it. The earth shook, rocks split apart and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. I like the way it says many. It was like, who got, I wonder if Jesus had like a, The father had like, you know, a bunch of people in front of him in heaven and said, who wants to go back for a couple of days? I don't know. I don't know how it worked. Godly men and women who died were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection. They went into the holy city of Jerusalem and appeared to many people. And then it just carries on. Can you picture that? That's like where every zombie movie started, isn't it? You got these guys suddenly wanting girls, suddenly wandering out of their graves. You know, Uncle Fred, who passed away 20 years ago, is wandering around in the cemetery for three days. I don't know how your mind works, but I could make a movie. You know, I could make a movie just on that verse until after (laughs) the resurrection. And then they're wandering around the streets. They just wander into your home. How are you doing? Imagine that, some lost, long-lost relative suddenly popping around for morning tea or afternoon tea today, just wander through the door. How are you doing? Just need to talk to you about heaven. It would be crazy. Anyway, I like that. So there's darkness, and then there's light, the resurrection. The light of resurrection breaks through from the darkness. It breaks through. If you've got your Bibles, do you want to go to Matthew 28, 1 to 10? Matthew 28, 1 to 10. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, poet, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake for An angel of the Lord came down from heaven Rolled aside the stone and sat on it His face shone like lightning And his clothing was as white as snow The guards shook with fear When they saw him And they fell into a dead faint The angel spoke to the woman Don't be afraid, he said I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified He isn't here He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come, see where his body was lying, and now go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and he's going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember that I have told you, or remember what I have told you. The woman ran quickly from the tomb. They were frightened, but also filled with great joy as they rushed to give the rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. If you thought about that just for a moment, isn't it interesting that the, that the people, the two ladies that knew Jesus, the, the two ladies that had encountered Jesus and had walked with Jesus and knew him well, when they came into this divine presence, they were terrified, but they didn't fall over and faint. Wherefore, the guards, They they were so terrified, they just hit the deck. They were were out and gone. There's something in these two ladies and their spirits that obviously recognized the same spirit, the same divine presence, the same kingdom as Jesus had been carrying. They were terrified, but they were able to have a conversation. As they went, Jesus met them and he greeted them. And they ran to him, they grasped his feet, and they worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and I will see them there. The light of Easter is that Jesus is alive. And that he greeted them then, and he greets us now. He greeted them then, and he greets us now. Because he's living and he's not dead. He is alive. He is alive. That is the light of Easter. So as I said, I see Easter is light. Light removes darkness, doesn't it? Light dispels darkness. Where there is light, there cannot be darkness, as I understand it. The the dictionary actually says about light that it's something that makes visible or affords illumination. So it brings revelation. And I'm, uh, my prayer for Easter this year is that it brings a sense of revelation, that it brings a visibility of the promises of Jesus, of who Jesus is that you can take hold of and carry with incredible confidence. So it's at Easter that the light comes on. For us, it's about the light comes on God's plan. And because we live this side of the cross, we can see the plan fully revealed That's an incredible thing. The light comes on that salvation comes only through Jesus Christ. Salvation, when I say salvation, I mean we've all fallen short of God's standards. doesn't matter who you are, we've all fallen short. And we need to be reconciled with God. We need to have the relationship repaired because it was broken in the Garden of Eden. And so when Jesus, salvation through Jesus means the, the relationship has been reconciled. It's been brought back together through Jesus. That's what Easter's about. Our desperate need of that salvation is revealed at Easter time. I could go around all of us one by one. And we could find where you have fallen short if we wanted to. It probably wouldn't take long. I could probably say, have you ever told a lie? And you could say no, which would make you a liar. (laughs) And we cover the whole room that quickly. Very, very, very easy to to find our faults. Our hope is in and it is through Jesus Christ. The Easter, the new covenant of grace is ushered in. Thank goodness for grace. And there's a personal revelation and a personal relationship on offer to all of us. Should you choose to accept Him, should you choose to believe in Him. Can you turn all the lights off just for a moment? Yeah, turn those ones off too. So light it's like a spotlight, isn't it? That's what Easter is. It's just like a spotlight of God's grace and God's mercy and God's kindness and it zones in on Jesus because he's the source of it all but then you could turn it the other way if you wanted to and you could shine it on people and say well we are the recipients, oh you look like possums in the headlights Uh, we're the recipients of this incredible grace as God shines his light in on Easter. Is that bright? I can see you covering your eyes. I quite like this. I like the sense of power this gives me. <laughs> oh, you better turn the lights back on. Thank you. But Easter's like that. It's, it's shining a light on the goodness of God. It's shining a light on the greatness of God. It's also shining a light on the plight of humanity. And over these three days, we probably think of it no more often than we do at Easter time, of our real condition. And of God's incredible grace and mercy and what he did. And the fact, it just reveals his goodness and his love. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 says, For God, who said, Let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. The God who said, Let this light Let there be light. John 8.12 says this. Jesus spoke to the people once more and he said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. There's Easter in a nutshell. I am the light of the world, he said. Colossians 1. And verse 11 says, We also pray that you'll be strengthened with all his glorious power so that you will have all endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy always, thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear Son. That's the kingdom of light who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. That's what Easter is all about. Colossians 2.15, In this way, he disarmed the spiritual powers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. I love that. What about this? John 12.44, Jesus shouted to the crowds, If you trust me, you are trusting not only me, But also God who sent me. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. I have come as a light to shine in this dark world. So that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. I will not judge those who hear me but don't obey me. For I have come to save the world. Not judge the world. But all who reject me and reject my message will be judged on, the day of judge, uh, judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know this command leads to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. Jesus is the light. He said that. I'm sent. I have come to be a light in the in the shining, in the darkness. He says, I am the light of the world. Jesus is the light. He's the light of Easter. And He's illuminated our true state before God, but also the solution. He's made it very clear what the solution is. This is what I think the real kicker is. Jesus is the light of the world. But He has purpose and expectation for us, His church, to continue being the light of the world. Matthew 5, verses 13 to 16, it talks about salt and light. It talks about salt first, then it, I'll read it. You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and it will be trampled underfoot as worthless. And this is Jesus talking to us. You are the light of the world. He just said He was the light of the world. He's come and He's suffered and died on the cross at Easter. He's been resurrected at Easter. He ascends back to the Father And this is His message to us, the church. Now you are the light of the world. You're like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Ephesians 5 says, Imitate God, therefore. Imitate God, therefore. And everything you do, because you are his dear children. A few verses down it says, But now you have the light of the Lord. So live as people of the light. Isn't that crazy? Jesus went to the cross. The light of the world went to the cross. He died. He's resurrected. He ascends back to the Father. We have Easter Friday. We have Easter Sunday. And then when he goes back to the Father, he says, Here, I give you the baton. You're now the light of the world. I could take my little torch again and I could shine it in everyone's face one by one and say, You're the light of the world. That's a crazy statement, isn't it? When Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He is the light of the world. Now he says, you are the light of the world. 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 That's what Easter's about. That's what Easter's about. Jesus came, died, was resurrected from, the, uh, from death. He reconciled us with God, and then God commissions us. Go into all the world. Make disciples because you're now the light of the world. Sounds a little bit like wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. You are the light of the world. wonder what that's going to look like on Tuesday morning when we go back to work, when we go back to school, when we go back to college, wherever we are. Go to mum's group or dad's group or the sports club or anywhere else. Going with the commission that You are the light of the world. And I really sense that we need to embrace this because we look at what Jesus did and we can go, wow, that was absolutely incredible. And now I've got a relationship with him. That is amazing. But there's a big disconnect between that and what he's asked us to do. And he has asked us to do. You see, actually, all of that was so that we can be the light of the world. That's what it was all about. You, the light of the world. When I walk into a shop, when I walk into a business, into my workplace, anywhere, am I perceived to be the light of the world? that's what Jesus asked. And to do Easter justice I need to carry my baton with confidence and conviction and authority and understanding that now I've been called to shine. This morning if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour if you're a disciple of Christ if you're walking with Him And you would like to reaffirm your love to Him. And you would like to reaffirm your discipleship. And if you'd like to say to Him this morning, Lord, I want to carry, I will carry, I am carrying that baton of being a light in the world, in my city and in my country and wherever you send me. If you want to reaffirm that, can you stand on your feet this morning? And I'd like to pray. Father, I thank you for Easter. I thank you that you sent Jesus. And Jesus, wow, we thank you for going through with it. What a plan. What a master plan. This morning we embrace you. We embrace who you are. We embrace the message of Easter and we thank you again that we have relationship with you. And Lord, as we stand together this morning, we understand that you've not only called us to be in relationship with you but you've called us to reflect you you have given us the baton and invited us to be the light of the world so for every one of us standing this morning Lord I ask that you would breathe life that you would cement something in our hearts today that we are carrying the baton of God's light in our city, in our nation, in the nations of the world. And Father, we receive again afresh your empowerment through the Holy Spirit. We receive afresh again your commission. And we're saying, yes. And we may be saying it frightened, but we're saying, yes. Use me, Lord. Use me. Let my life reflect your goodness. Let my life reflect something of your nature. Let my life be one that carries the baton of your light on this planet. And Father, this morning I ask that you would release courage on every person standing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's interesting. If you think of the, you can take a seat. If you think of the Olympic torch being carried, they don't hide it, do they? They walk with great pride. In a sense, it's exactly the same. We've been given the same privilege of carrying a baton, of carrying a torch, of carrying a light. As I finish, Easter is about God giving us the greatest gift ever. He gave us Jesus. He gave us the life of Jesus so that we can be reconciled to the Father, as I explained. We can be reconciled to God. We 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 can live a life that's full of hope. We can live a life where we understand that our future doesn't end when this life on planet Earth ends. But we're created eternal. And eternity is something that we can face, that we can live, that we can enjoy with Jesus. And accessing this gift of eternity and accessing the gift of uh, relationship with God is actually very simple. It's a choice. Because when Jesus hung on the cross, He paid the price. He paid the price for it. All we've got to do, it says in Romans, is to confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead and we will be saved. We will be saved. Light, something that makes things visible or affords illumination. Easter shines a spotlight on who Jesus is, what he did for each one of us. And this morning you may be here, you may not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Or you may have walked closely with him at some time and for whatever reason, you've pulled back. Well, there's an opportunity here and now to re-engage. There's an opportunity here and now to choose Jesus by simply confessing with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believing in our hearts that He raised, that God raised Him from the dead. We will be connected. We will be reconciled. We will be saved. We then have an eternal hope, the promise of eternity with Him. Can I ask every person about your heads close your eyes for a moment please because I want to give this opportunity to you if you've never responded to Jesus or if you have and for whatever reason you've stepped back I'm going to ask you to lift your hand which the Bible doesn't say you have to do but I'm going to ask that you do that so I can acknowledge you and then as a church we're all going to pray together that scripture so while every head's and every eye is closed if you want to choose Jesus this morning if you want to accept the gift of Easter can you just lift your hand please so I can see it I can see your hand, that is awesome thank you, that's fantastic great just make sure I see your hand quickly just going to wait a couple more seconds I've seen three people waving at me. That's brilliant. Fantastic. Church, can we please give these three people a big hand? Would you like to stand and let's pray together? Do you want to follow after me? Lord, today I confess... With my mouth, that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe with my heart that God raised him from the dead. And with this confession and belief, you promise that I am now saved, that I have been reconciled to God, that I can now call you Father. And I can walk with Jesus. Thank you for forgiving me for everything I have done wrong. That the slate is clean. I look forward to our journey together and I thank you. Thank you for Easter.
0: Amen. Fantastic. How about you give Sheridan a hand? Great. Great. I love the picture of the baton. We're running together with the baton. We're the light of the world. We're going to go and be light today in our community. Maybe you'd like to invite someone out to lunch or home for lunch. It would be great to do. And I want to thank you. We're going we're to st- keep standing. We're going to sing to finish. No, thank you, kids. You've been great You've been amazing. I'm interested to know how many times Pastor Sheridan said the word light. So uh, James is gonna be at the back there and you can go and see her as as we finish and tell her how many times she said light. And thank you, church, for your giving. Thank you. We are purposed in our giving, aren't we? Purpose being one of our values. So thank you, church. I declare blessing upon the church, upon the givers in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for multiplying the finances. Thank you, God, that we can do way, 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 way more to affect our community and our city and our nation and the nations in Jesus' name. Thank you for your provision and overflow upon every home represented in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to enjoy some hot cross buns. And a tea and coffee as we finish. We're, and also, if you are here for the first time, it's been great to have you with us today. Please pick up a white pack um, as you leave this morning. And we'd love it if you fill in the card also. Also, if you'd like anybody to stand with you in prayer, we would love to stand with you in prayer. So please come forward at, at the front as we finish. But let's celebrate to finish. Thanks, team. This
1: is the greatest day. The greatest day in history, death is beating you, I've rescued me, it out, Jesus is alive. The empty cross, the empty grave, life eternal, you you have one more day, shout it out, Jesus is alive. You washed my sin away. Oh, happy day, happy day. I'll never, oh, happy day, oh, happy day, happy day. You washed my sin away. Oh, happy day, happy day. I'll never feel the same. Wherever I am. Safe. Stand in that place. We're standing in that place. Realize, life's face to face. I'm yours. Jesus, you are mine. And in this joy and perfect peace. Every faith finally will cease. Celebrate Jesus is alive. Every day, you wash my sin away, oh, every day, every day, I'll never be the same, oh, every day, every day, you wash my sin away, oh, every day, every day, every day, I'll never be the same. I'll never be the same Praise the Lord for hot cross buns as well Have a great day Thanks be to God who always causes us To try His name